to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is a show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. I hope you're all doing well. I wanted to start off by saying that I loved what Howard Ferguson said at the end of our last episode. He pointed to something that I like to return to again and again, that there is no division in we the people. We are one people, one heart, and we're all in this learning together. Despite our differences of opinion about COVID, about politics and Donald Trump, about whether or not we're going to get vaccinated. A couple of tidbits I found interesting on this front, that Merck, one of the major global pharmaceutical companies, pulled their COVID-19 vaccine, and they issued a statement saying that after all their research, it turns out that the human immune system is the best defense against COVID-19. We already knew this. There's also a big controversy in Europe as multiple countries pulled the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine with all sorts of issues that range from deaths to side effects that we might not know for months or even years. I also saw an article in the paper that said dozens of people in New York City are coming down with COVID-19, even though they've been fully vaccinated. Found that really interesting. And after all the controversy as to whether or not this is a new type of quote-unquote vaccine, it is, by the way, and whether or not it alters your DNA, it does, the CEO of Moderna comes out and says it absolutely does alter your DNA. Can you believe it? What do you think of that? And according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Florida's number of hospitalizations of patients with COVID continues to stagnate, and in some age groups, it is dropping. This despite opening up the businesses and the economy and throwing away or burning masks in civic displays of freedom and sovereignty. I like your spunk and your spirit, Floridians. Keep leading us along the way. Lastly, I was at a friend's house for dinner the other night, and a young man in his late teens was asking me about vaccines and what my thoughts were. He said he was having issues with his family, that he is expected to get the vaccine because they are. I asked him how he felt about it, and he confided that he doesn't really want it and doesn't feel like he needs it. I simply told him that every young person comes to a fork in the road where what they feel is right for him or her conflicts with what everybody else wants for them. I told him that I'm not saying to openly defy your family, but that honoring yourself and your own inner knowing and wisdom is a resource that he will come to trust and rely on as he gets older. What better time than now to exercise it? And to be clear, I'm fine with whomever is getting a vaccine. I really am. I respect your sovereignty and your freedom to choose what is best for you. My request is that you simply extend that basic respect to those of us that are choosing a different road than you. Today, we will talk about foundational health and give you some tips and suggestions on how to create that. We have found that good health is phase one for the hero's journey. It is extra difficult to have energy for the challenges that we face if we're not feeling our best. So let's go talk to Janelle. Janelle Hartman lives and serves in Seattle as education director at a naturopathic health clinic called the Tummy Temple. She spent a decade in social services working with homeless women where she turned to yoga for sanity and self-care. And this led Janelle to a long career of teaching yoga, which includes many years of offering classes to incarcerated men via the organization Yoga Behind Bars. Janelle has always been drawn to art, music, and mysticism as a means to navigate and integrate her journey. Here's my interview with Janelle Hartman. Okay. I am here with Janelle Hartman, friend, yoga teacher, Gnostic, spiritual warrior, Janelle Hartman. Janelle, welcome to Base Camp. Welcome back to Base Camp for Men. It's great to have you on the show. 
So great to be back. Thank you, Tony. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I saw you. We did episode 28 together. Um, and when I saw you a couple of weeks later, you're like, oh, I kept thinking I could have said this. I could have said that. I was laughing because I, I talked to a few of my friends that have been on the show and they all say the same thing. Like, I wish I would have <laughs> answered this question. So that's why we have you back on to go back over some stuff. So Fantastic. Yeah. So I, I figured this, you know, you're, you're such an expert on health and a Gnostic. And so I thought, it would be an interesting episode to talk about health and how it supports um, our spiritual development, how really it's the foundation. So, um, and we're going to do it as kind of a resource episode for people. So you and I are going to go over supplements that we take because it's not often a conversation with people. And then we're going to go over our, our desert Island five wisdom books. And so I've never done that either on an episode. So I, I thought it would be fun and I thought you'd be a fun person to do it with. So, but I wanted to start off by asking you, since you are an expert in health and, um, you know, it seems right now everyone is lined up to get the vaccine. Um, I know a lot of people who've gotten it and I know a lot of people that are very eager to get it. Um, and I also know quite a few people that are passing that are a big fat no. Um, and but they are not as vocal. The people that are getting the vaccine are definitely talking all about their first one and their second one. And they're, you know, they've, they've got, we've got this going on. The people that aren't getting it, um, I think they feel a little bit intimidated by their stance or maybe a little canceled, you know, and so they're not saying a whole lot. Um, and I know you talk to a lot of people and you're in the health field and I just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, the vaccine. Uh, it, are you, are you telling people, what are you telling people? And what are you finding out about what, other people that you know that are in the health department or health field saying about it. Yeah, this is such a this is such an important topic right now, and uh, I think it, it, that it's good to start by saying that you who are listening, uh, somebody that you love, uh, maybe many people that you love, have already gone forward with taking this shot, and and so I want to just be have that um, reverence and sensitivity, um, mm -hmm. and to to honor um, your sovereignty. And I think that's the biggest thing is we have to embrace our sovereignty. Um, that I, I do believe in informed consent, and that both of those things must be like with equal strength. And and that's where I feel like some of the detriment ha has been um, the information has been quite um, lacking. There's been a lot of manipulation of information, a lot of suppression. We know that a lot of the main sources of the information we're getting is from media companies who have um, uh, a lot of advertising dollars. In 1997, uh, our U.S. media was allowed to start accepting advertising dollars from these companies that are actually running this whole kind of, I would call it the medical, medical industrial complex, totally. kind of this whole, this whole thing, yes? So it's, um, and, and so that being said, also, I want to say if 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 you or a loved one have taken this and you have had um, something come up that has been troubling, if you've if you've been hurt by this, please report it because it's the data. We need that data. We need that information to be be heard. And I know that the the VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, is a little bit of a nightmare to navigate. Um, there are resources that you can look up to help you do that in an easy way. There are times when that reporting system actually has been down for sometimes hours, sometimes days without explanation, which is extremely irresponsible. You know, I really feel that's another um, sign that there's a cart before the horse aspect to this entire thing. Sure. Um, but, um, but, but please, you know, 
always recognizing too that the larger dynamic I think that set this all up is that um, for a long time in the Rockefeller model of medicine, um, you <laughs> you may you may be able to relate to this, Tony. It's like yeah. you're a little bit annoying to your physician if you have a lot of questions about your own health or if you have like yeah. you know like so so if you are empowered and you have. Um, and you you have that sense of being your own healthcare practitioner. Um, it's, it's sometimes that that can be uh, kind of subversive to, in this healthcare system, yeah. and so a lot of people are used to just handing their um, their med- their sovereignty over to doctors and just like what do I do? What do I do? And so why is it any different when this crisis comes along that it ha- is medical in nature that the entire nation like kind of looks to these 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 kind of like doctors like Dr. Fauci and these other people mm-hmm. CDC they've just become like the Vatican to tell us what to do when a, a lot of times that information from somebody who is in a healthcare, I think a lot of people in, in, in who are in especially natural healthcare are kind of really kind of losing their minds and twitching when we hear mm-hmm. all of this really inaccurate information about how our bodies actually function. And we're kind of really being sold a bridge, <laughs> really. Yeah. but people don't know because they have not research. They have, they have not been empowered with that information and that sovereignty with their own systems. And so, um, I think that that lack of empowerment is, is playing out. And so, you know, I just think the power dynamic is something that's, that's hard. You said something about the sovereignty. I think that's like, I don't have an issue. If people want to get it, that's fine. If that works for you, just be okay with that. I'm not interested in it and that I've looked at it from a different angle. Um, We seem to be in a culture right now where, you know, don't ask questions. It's almost like shut up and do what we tell you. And I'm like, well, that's not the, that's not the way I roll. So, you know, I ask questions before I do stuff to my body or, or, and uh, you know, I was really happy to see, I don't know if you saw this, but Merck of all, you know, big pharmaceutical company pulled their COVID-19 vaccination and issued a statement saying, we don't feel like our our vaccine is effective, as effective as the human immune system. So we're standing applause, standing applause. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, who took over Merck? Because I... I was shocked to see a big pharmaceutical company, which they tend to go lockstep. Like even if Merck doesn't like their vaccination, they're not going to make such a bold statement and say, hey, uh, human immune system's the best thing we've got. So we're pulling our vaccine our vaccine off. I would think the, the people from Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson would have been like, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you, mm-hmm. why are you saying that? People are going to start yeah. questioning our vaccine and thinking maybe their immune system's the best thing. So Yeah, and you know, that's the, that's one thing that you said before is like people, that's the, like people feel a little bit canceled because yeah. we can't have a discussion about how we can't have a discussion. And that's not how America rolls. Okay. Right. That's just really not the the way that we're set up and we're not used to that. So it's really, really causing a huge stir, but yeah. you know, the whole thing about you have to do this for other people. Um, people I, I noticed and people ask me, are you going to get the vaccine? And I'm kind of like, it's actually none of your business. Mm. You know, why are you, why is my choice? Like that's, that's new to me too. It's just like, why are you asking me about about my medical choices. And we know too that, and, and even though this is very blurred and a lot of people are not uh, opening their ears to hear this because I think they have fear blocking it, yeah. is that it's been said by these companies, by the CDC, by Anthony Fauci, these do not stop the spread of infection and they do not stop your ability to actually get the virus, right? Yep. So, or to so it's like, or to spread it yourself. You know that they're they're actually not designed to do that because they are in fact not really like from the Federal Trade Commission's patents law. Like you know, I was going to say you know U.S. fifty section fourteen. They are not vaccines. 
Okay. They are a, they are a experimental gene therapy. And so it is actually, it's almost like you poop your diaper and you poop your pants and I have to wear a diaper kind of a logic. You know? Yeah. I know. Really not for other people. It is so that clinical COVID-19, which is different than SARS-CoV-2, like clinical COVID-19 is the set of symptoms, mm-hmm. you know? And so these, these assertions are made and yet people are just kind of, you know, walking into the clinic all the time without their masks on or whatever. Oh, I got the, the shot. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not spreading the infection. I'm just like, well, actually we don't know that. Right. Well, and you know, what's, you know, what also was kind of absurd was they were saying, uh, you know, I kind of thought when it was rolling out, I was like, okay, here's what they're going to do. They're going to make everybody wear a mask. Then they're going to say, here's the vaccine and you can't take the mask off unless you're vaccinated. But they're saying, get vaccinated and keep your mask on. I'm like, so what exactly is the upside of getting it? If you're, you know, it's, you still have to wear a mask, which, you know, I'm just like, it's, there's so many things like my wife and I can't even like, we can talk about it for about a minute. And then I'm just like, okay, that's enough. I'm, I'm so over this whole thing. You know, there's so many lies being told and, and it's divided people in, in such a tragic way. You know, we're, we're, we're having to recover our commonality, our common humanity over it. Um, and, and I just, I just, I, I don't know about you. I just, it irritates me when I'm lied to. <laughs> it's so, it's irritating. Like, it is. It's irritating. Yeah. Especially if you're somebody who has the, the kind of mind who has that, uh, the analytical logical mind. One thing that I, I always often point out to people, um, because I don't want to tell people how to think, but I, or like what to think, but I want to say like, here's some questions maybe we should be asking right. is that when this problem came, which is this big new problem, it was presented at the same time as the solution. And the solution was this vaccine. And it was a problem that we didn't really understand yet. We were given our heroes. We were given our, our the ones who were going to tell us what to do. And then everybody else, any other narrative, any, any of the other amazing, brilliant scientists who've been dealing with viruses for decades were suppressed yep. and they could not actually say anything. And I'm like, this is a huge red flag, you know, and I, and I have to say about what, um, I, I just, again, I just standing applause for Merck. I thought that was actually a really amazing thing among these companies who, if you just peek into their history, they are serial felons. Yeah. You know, with what they mean, why are we trusting them with this, right? I know, so, I know. so what? It, what we immediately saw, what I occurred to me was third world nations that didn't have as much money or time to play with here. Okay, third world nations, everybody's on top of each other. Mm-hmm. They went to therapeutics that that they've had for decades that are cheap, effective, available, tested. They're safe. You can use them on pregnant women. You can use. I mean, the FDA has approved them sometimes twenty five years ago, and they just went to the stuff they knew. They weren't yeah. waiting for some pie in the sky, you know, all the eggs in the basket for this novel vaccine thing. Yeah. And we look and we see that their numbers are three to four times. They were losing less people. They were. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing when you think of you know nations like the UK and the US. We lost so many people, you know, and and so what happens is you have an infection you you treat the you treat it with these therapeutics there's a recovery and then people have natural antibodies and we're seeing that these very specific antibodies being offered by these these experimental gene therapies are actually uh, they they undermine your own body's innate immune system that is a generalist it's actually mm-hmm. able to take care of any virus i don't care where it came from we don't even have to go down the rabbit hole with that it's laying on the grass in the sun you know what i mean like yeah, it's absolutely. just like no matter the virus your body knows what to do with it our lymphocytes are so strong okay we'll move into uh health and colonic hydrotherapy 
Um, this is something that you know a lot about being a hydrotherapist, a colonic hydrotherapist. I love colonics. I've been using them for my own health since I was in my 30s. And people that know me well know that I recommend them. We, have, we didn't really talk about it the first time we talked, so I thought I'd give you a chance to explain what are colonics um, and what are they good for? Why would people want to use them? And, and if you're interested, um, how do you get started? Like, what's a good way to go and, and see? Is, is doing one enough to kind of see, is this really going to help me? Or do people that have never done them and say are middle-aged, uh, you know, is it better to do maybe a series? Uh, and how, how would you go about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, colonics are wonderful. This It's actually a form of, of like an irrigation of the colon itself. And mm-hmm. so um, the way that it's performed is, is we do have a, a speculum, just a reasonable size speculum that goes in. It has a, an inflow tube that will introduce um, a really gentle flow of like body temperature, water really slow in um, to the colon. And uh, when you feel ready to go, then um, in that same speculum is attached a waste flow tube and there is the, the waste will then flow out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the therapist is with you will get a chance to, it's a clear tube, so we can actually get a chance to view what's coming out, which gives us a lot of information uh, about what is happening in your body. We can make a lot of recommendations and kind of get an assessment of what's happening, which is really valuable in itself. Um, And so this is something that we will kind of do several times, just a gentle fill and then a release. And you're laying on a table, you're relaxed, you have your legs over a bolster. And in between, there'll be a little bit of belly palpation. We'll be able to kind of do some assessment and some massage on the belly. Um, And it's usually just a very relaxed process that's done um, at at a gentle pace that really matches each person's. So we don't, we're not about doing anything too quickly. Uh, we always want to check in and make sure things are going well. And most people are a little nervous at first and then find that, oh, that was actually quite relaxing, if not a little weird, <laughs> but, but yeah. quite relaxing. Um, and it's interesting. Um, I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't think I need a colonic because I go to the bathroom just fine. Um, and, and, and that may be so, uh, but our colon is this environment that is very dry that we always say that the, the colon is kind of a one trick pony. It's a giant poop dehydrator, right? Mm-hmm. So it just, it pulls the, the pillages, the water out of whatever's left after your, your small intestine has gotten all the nutrients. Um, and so it's this dry environment and things can stick to the side. So even if you're eliminating every day and you feel like your diet is really good, um, there's going to be stuff that builds up on the walls. So even very healthy people should come in a few times a year. Maybe as a season's change is, mm-hmm. is what we recommend. Every three months or so is a great time to come in and get a colonic. Um, and, and the and other interesting thing is that I believe that there's some um, maybe different ideas people have about um, what, like, oh, I'm fine. I go to the bathroom. I, I have a good diet. And then maybe um, just maybe <laughs> they actually don't, they're not as regular as they think they are and right. their diet may not actually suit them and be as healthy as they think it is. So that's another way to come in and just kind of get a check, check in with the therapist and let's talk about what's going on in the lifestyle. And I think that, that, um, uh, the, the, pooping is one of those things that a lot of people grew up in households that they didn't talk about it. And there's, I, I always uncover strange ideas really about regularity. And even if you look at, um, uh, you know, if you look at recommendations in Western medicine or around, you know, um, in indications of constipation, they're like, well, a normal uh, going, being regular is, is going at least three times a week. And I'm like, well, you actually need to be going every day. But I think that there is this sort of derangement that has been normalized. And so, yeah. um, um, so I'll, I'll loop back again and say, even if you go 
every day. It's a good thing to come in and get as a maintenance. Um, and then, of course, if you have some constipation and you know that, maybe there's some diarrhea and that's another form of irregularity, mm-hmm. um, any kind of bloating and, and just feeling heavy, um, it's it's just really nice to come in. The, the, the uh, colon is at the end of your digestive tract. And so if you are emptying the garbage out of the end of your digestive tract, everything upstream is actually going to work a little bit better. And when we're putting the water in and we're doing the massage and the water's going in and out, it actually tones the muscle of your colon. And your colon is this giant muscle. It's like it has all this smooth muscle in it. If you were to stretch it out, it would be as long as you are tall. So we can, you know, instead of saying, oh, the colon is seven feet long, it's like, well, for every person, it is as long as you are tall. It kind of accounts for every inch of you. <laughs> so, yeah, and great. it's kind of accordioned up in there and, and it has that rolling muscle tone that's so important um, to, to be um, toned up. And so that's another uh, reason. You, you may feel like you're in great health, but I bet you, you could even feel better. <laughs> well, I, I, I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, I've been using it, like I said, for 20 plus years, maybe 25 years. And the way I do it now is I just, I listen to my body and if I start getting a little sluggish, I just start noticing, huh, you know, I'm not quite going quite as regular as I like to. That is an indication to me like, okay, you should book an appointment pretty soon if things are, feel like they're kind of slowing down. Like I'll drink a lot of water. I might have a little aloe and try to get things moving naturally. And then I'm like, no, you know, it's, I'm kind of overdue for a clonic. And I, I highly recommend it to men because we as a gender, we tend to get stuff down below like uh, colon uh, cancer, prostate cancer. We get stuff down in the pelvic bowl uh, Mm -hmm. quite a bit. That's where some of the cancers can really strike us. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I really think colonics is one way to kind of be healthy, uh, healthy digestion, healthy elimination, and it'll keep things like cancer from kind of creeping in there. Um, And it's funny because when I tell, I've told a number of friends about it and they're like, are they going to put something in my butt? I go, yeah, they they really are. You know, it's like, but it's gentle. And I go, it's no big deal. I go, they got to, then they're going to put a bunch of water up there and they're going to start moving. You'll, you'll feel so much better afterwards. So, yeah, I have to say that that it's hard to believe, but there actually is a whole art form of inserting something into the rectum. <laughs> like, and I, I, I have to, to, I'll toot my own horn if that's an appropriate thing to say right now. Like, I'm you're the best. It. Yeah, so you're I, the best. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and so it's it's one of those things that part most people are quite nervous about. It's over in two seconds, and it's mm-hmm. like oh, and then the rest is just like okay, I guess that yeah. part's over. Now I can just relax. Um, you know, when you're getting started with colonics, we always recommend to do a series of three because yeah. if you, you come in and, um, and a lot of times we're getting those layers, um, hydrated on the walls, we're getting stuff kind of softened up. Um, if not in, and some people, if they have constipation, we definitely have to get impacted stuff rehydrated. Yeah. And so it's almost like letting dishes soak in your, <laughs> in your, yeah, your yeah. sink to get the stuff off. And then if you come in a few days later or a week later, then we can actually just make some progress to get in and really start getting those layers out. Yeah. And that creates that momentum and that kickstart that helps even all the rhythms of your body. It can even help with sleep. The colon is a very regulating organ. It, it likes rhythm. And so if you actually create that tone and get that... Um, get the colon healthy, it can affect even your sleep, the mm. way that you, um, the way that you digest food. Um, if your mental health can be affected, it's, it's pretty profound. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to use them the rest of my life for sure. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm a big believer now about testing men are 
always wanting to have healthy testosterone. Doesn't matter what yeah. age, but especially men my age that are in the middle, um, you know, we tend to start getting drops in testosterone. I know a number of men that do testosterone replacement therapy, but not not everybody's going to want to do that. It seems drastic. I know they love it, and they're like, "Oh my god, I feel so much better." But not every man's going to be interested in going that direction. Nor are some some men are not going to really qualify for that as as a candidate. So I thought I'd ask you as a health expert, you know, what, what do you recommend to men maybe that are asking you about, you know, I want healthy testosterone. You got any supplements that you really believe in that help uh, keep men uh, healthy in that department? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I I think with any condition like that, especially endocrine system, we have to look at like what are the conditions that create balance in that regard. And um, you can take uh, you can get you know replacement therapy and take really good supplements. But there's a few things if you're kind of undermining that health in with lifestyle and some other choices that we're making. That those are where you really want to start. We want to look at um, with supplements. We want to look at what are precursors for testosterone in the lifestyle. What actually creates a container for that to be protected and to even increase. And so um, I did want to say there's this <laughs> there's this company I really like called Everly Well. And what they do is they have all of these home tests you can do where you they send you the kit, you register the kit, you do the test, you send it to the lab, and then they will send you the results. And I think it got really popular when people weren't really going into hospitals for this last year <laughs> or so. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. yeah. And so Everly Well is so great. Um, they're very, very um, highly lauded by many doctors. It's a, it's a good company. So if you're wondering if your levels are low, that's a little re- a recommendation I'll make. But one of the biggest things that undermines testosterone is poor sleep. Mm. Even a week of deficient sleep can br- bring testosterone down by like 15%. And, and as you get older, it's like one or 2% just with age per year. Yeah. So that's pretty huge in that scale. If you think about it, um, really getting sleep together. Now sleep is elusive, right? It's like, you know, we can take sleeping pills and all this stuff, but, but sleep is one of those things that requires some some consciousness and hygiene and effort. And there's a lot of resources for improving your sleep, but that is one thing that's going to be the container for a mm-hmm. lot of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, another one um, is vitamin D. Vitamin D is huge for, for any hormone synthesis, but especially testosterone. It's um, it's really important. Like, of course, dietary sources, cold water fish is, you know, a really great source of vitamin D and, and low fat sources like fermented uh, organic dairy are really great. But, um, you know, you can always supplement with vitamin D. You want it to be in some kind of an oil because it is an oil soluble vitamin and it needs to have a little bit of vitamin K along with it synthesized. But we need around six to 10,000 I use of that, especially living in the Northwest. Oh my goodness. You know, um, so you can, you can get the natural stuff in the summertime, but most of the time we're going to need some more help with that. Another one is DHEA. And, and um, the levels of DHEA drop with age. And so really making sure that you're, you're keeping that, um, that particular compound really high in your system is really good. Um, magnesium and zinc are also really important. Magnesium is a, is a really common deficiency. Um, and, and supplementing for magnesium is quite easy. There's many different types of magnesium. Um, and sometimes you'll see them combined with zinc because that is something. And you'll see maybe in a men's health formula, you'll see that often. Yeah. Um, but but for for zinc, like dark greens and flax and and the big all star, which I think a lot of men know about, is pumpkin seeds. Yeah, that is like super good. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite one of my favorites is um, 
in the art from the Ayurvedic or the or the Indian science of medicine is ashwagandha, and ashwagandha actually means the horse tamer. <laughs> and this is a this is actually an herb that um, men go on as young men they go on for their whole lives. And I, I did talk about the counterpart for women is shatavari. I know I've mentioned that in conversation with you before. Mm-hmm. When a woman menstruates, that's the first thing she goes on. It's kind of like the men take this, the women take this. Mm. Um, but ashwagandha, you'll see it show up all over the place. It's, it really has this resurgence on our side of the pond. Um, and another one I really like for men is Korean red ginseng. Mm-hmm. And please make sure you get an organic source because I think there's a lot of a lot of stuff sprayed on on those plants coming from the east. So the Korean red ginseng and the ashwagandha. Make sure you get organic. But um, it's a it's know. a Kore- it's a Korean red ginseng better than Siberian. Like why does that? Why do you like that one a little bit better? It's just where it comes from, or you know, the, the Korean red ginseng, there's so many different types of ginseng and they all have a little special mojo. Ginseng in general is awesome. They all have a little special mojo for men and and really talking about like keeping that vitality up. The Korean red ginseng is the one that seems to be in the lead for that. Okay, got it. Yeah, to totally. Yep. Going to go out and get some. No, just kidding. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, something you can do every day is fresh ginger. That's just going to create circulation all over, especially in the lower, kind of the lower Dantian or that lower kind of realm of energy. Fresh ginger is awesome. Yeah, it is. Agreed. That's awesome. Um, And... You know, we did uh, last episode we did together. We talked about uh, Gnosticism and 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 identifying as Gnostic. So what that basically means is both of us have read far and wide in the spiritual traditions. And I thought it would be interesting just to get your sort of Desert Island Five books of wisdom. Ones that if you had to leave the house with only five, which ones would you take? That would you know they're considered treasures for you, or you know I would really <laughs> want these books with me. I, it's hard hard to narrow it down to five. I did the exercise I'm going to uh, share with uh, uh, listeners on another episode, but I, I I did the exercise. It's not easy to do five, but there is, <laughs> there, there's those, those first few might be easy, but then it gets like, oh my God, I got to choose between, you know, these and <laughs> these other five or 10 that I just love. But I thought I'd, I'd pass it over to you and see what your, your sort of Desert Island five uh, wisdom books are. Oh, you got it. Yeah. You know, I was actually thinking about um, the history of kind of my awakening. And so that's how I chose my five was just kind of like these big ones along the way. And um, I noticed that all of them are a little bit like, here's a handbook for this aspect of life. <laughs> you right, know, it's right. kind of like an instruction manual. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the first one that I feel like all the other ones actually spring out of is actually called the day spring of youth. And um, it's a very mystical book that is, um, th- has, has really been a, um, showed up throughout the ages in many esoteric traditions. Uh, and it's said that it's anonymous, but it's written, it's kind of known to be written and given by Master Moria, who was an amazing um, master on the earth and also has had many incarnations. Um, but the day spring of youth uh, really talks about our vitality, our sexual vitality, our, our mental vitality, how to harmonize ourselves with nature, um, how to make the most of being a human being. And um, the writing is so poetic and and so wonderful. I've often commented that um, I like to sometimes underline things in books and I would just be underlining every line of this book. It's just so profound to me and it's had the most impact. That's beautiful. And um, from there, uh, it led me into really exploring um, what is the nature of our, just our, our sexual nature and how we connect with one another that way and that health and vitality. Um, and so I love a book by a woman named Marnia L. Robinson. It's called Cupid's 
Poisoned Arrow, mm-hmm. um, moving from habit to harmony in relationships. And it really talks about how um, really containing our sexual energy and, and you know, in the East, they talk a lot about like white tantra is like drawing that energy up the spine and not expelling the sexual fluids. Yeah. Um, how having massive amounts of orgasm with your partner can actually drive you apart over time it, the, because, you know, biology takes over and people wander apart as nature would have intend so that we can propagate the planet. But as human beings, we actually have this opportunity to contain our energy so that we can have greater magnetism and longer relationships and really meet that potential. Um, So that's one I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, another one um, is The Mission of Art by Alex Gray, who you may recognize as yeah. the one that has those beautiful paintings where he was a medical illustrator and then he got into psychedelics and really had this huge awakening and married those two those two things together. Um, and his exploration of art and consciousness, he really took it at a soul level for his, you know, to, what is the purpose of the revolutionary nature of art and the transformative um, uh, mission of art uh, to unite opposites and to really bring us into that true humanity state. Um, and then another one, a great, I always feel like a great manual for life is one called Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins. And it's the the pathway of surrender is the subtitle. So letting go, the pathway of surrender, really all about going into the deepest parts of your consciousness to unravel and release and dissolve all those barriers to love, as Rumi would say, mm-hmm. um, in a way that's very practical and very doable and compassionate. Um, and then how to really kind of help to lead others around you into that just by your example. You know, there's like a whole, um, a very revolutionary aspect to that book. And then my last one is called The Power of the Five Elements by Charles Moss. And this is, you know, he really sees the Chinese um, Taoist system of the five elements as adaptation phases that really account for all of our psychology and our vitality and how we harmonize with nature. And if we were to really see all of the seasons as this initiatory college um, for our evolution and move in and, and really have these deep inquiries and um and just kind of put this into our lens of perspective during those periods of time um, that we could we can heal and harmonize ourselves. And so I feel like that's a great those are great bookends for my Desert Island Five. You Absolutely. know, yeah. So that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I have a couple of David Hawkins books. I was introduced to him, and he was just he was really ahead of his time. Just the way that he was framing consciousness and giving it a model that you could kind of get your head around. Yes, um, and how the different emotions and feelings vibrate in certain, you know, and mindsets vibrate in certain frequencies. And he was able to kind of use this unique method of, of applied kinesiology to sort of map out, uh, you know, what was a high vibration uh, state of mind, what was in the middle, what was low, even to show which teachers, world teachers, um, and where yes. they where they're at. I just thought the whole thing was really ingenious. Yes, approaching it, I was like, wow, I didn't know that you could. You know, I always thought applied kinesiology was for to see if you were allergic to garlic or that you know, does <laughs> the person have the X illness? I never thought to use it in a way to map out consciousness, but that's, that's exactly what he did. 
Yeah, and he, and he and he loved that he calls it calibration, which yeah. is like that harmonizing and and really sensing and and opening up that reception to really have your antenna um, ready to to receive and to also you know then move forward with that that knowing. It's it's really beautiful, and I know that I think that you and I've talked about power versus force. Yep. You know, that's yep. just such an important work, yeah, one that I'm also I, I'm constantly in my life exploring that theme. So. Absolutely, I mean, I, I appreciate anybody that that. Makes makes maps for us in consciousness yes. or the soul's journey because it's we need we need to understand where we're at and sometimes we can get it's a really deep mysterious topic and I think we can get a little lost so all the people you know Ken Wilbur David Hawkins all the people all the spiritual teachers and bearing people that help us make maps to understand the soul's journey that's it, so appreciated because I think when we have a map we're like okay wait no I I kind of know what's going on I know where I'm at in the cosmos yes. right now and 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 where my allies are so absolutely and it just spurs on that great experiment where we we can look at these maps and maybe one map is appropriate for a while and we live into it yeah. and then you know that map falls away and then the next one you know appears as we take our footsteps into our experience it's beautiful absolutely well thank you so much Chanel for coming on is there any last uh any got creative projects you have coming up any recommendations that you have or um how do we find you? you're in a couple bands I found out you're in a <laughs> You're doing kirtan and you're doing drumming in a band. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm part of a kirtan um, group, of an amazing couple named Rob and Melissa, and they go by R-A-M, like Ram, like the, nice. the, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the DD Ram Rama. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so they're local, but they, you know, they obviously during this time, they've, they have people all over the world tuning into them. And, and when we're live, I'm their drummer here in Seattle and sometimes elsewhere. Um, and uh, hopefully we're, you know, we're looking to get some things on the books, but if you look at robandmelissa.com, um, you'll hear some of our music on there. It's just beautiful. And I myself um, lead Kirtan groups um, on online, and sometimes I'll, I wish I could give you the information, but it's kind of these closed kind of groups. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, and I, I really do. I just there's a just a really fun um, a fun media thing I love called uh, Media Monarchy. If you go to MediaMonarchy.com, there's this guy named James Evan Pilato. He's a kick. He's he's from um, he's in Santa Fe, and he is just um, he he's he's very alternative. He really he always has a radio show where he has music from all. I mean all times, but he's really um, a little bit punky and edgy. Uh, and his news reports that he does are really a lot of alternative stuff. And he, at some point you will get offended. There's no sacred cows, but he's, <laughs> he's funny and snappy and really ahead of the game. That, like I, when I listen to his news shows, um, when I tune in, um, it's Monday through Friday. I, I always find that then mainstream is reporting on those things two weeks later. And a lot of really also popular alternative is reporting on it weeks later. Like mm-hmm. it's just really on top of it. And he's got this whole community, um, People are making comments. Uh, you know, I think he's got d- a Discord things. People are making comments, and he's it's he's like an old school uh, DJ, and I just really find it very very fun and um, punchy, and I'm always looking forward to it. So I steer people towards Media Monarchy. It's a fun. It's kind of a community that he's building, and and uh, it's really great if you're not into, you know, a lot of the crazy. <laughs> kind of mainstream stuff, you know, like if you need a little alternative, it's really good. 
We're all looking for a little alter- alternative right now. I can assure right? you that. To put it lightly. Well, and, 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 and that you're saying, yeah, and that you're saying that he's two weeks ahead of the news cycle. That's another appealing thing. Like, where are you getting this from? You know. Yes. So. And, and I got to say, I got to shout out to and say that um, if you go to his website, he actually sources every single thing he says. He will give you links and sources where he got it. So you can. He's always encouraging you. Hey, listen, don't listen to this, to me. I'm just you know I'm just some punk. Like, go look at this, you know? And um, so I really appreciate that solid um, aspect of journalism too, where they're providing sources and it's like, don't just listen to me, please do your own research. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much, Janelle. It's always great to talk to you and get your insights and your wisdom on everything. So thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. <laughs> Thanks. So. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate you. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed our time with Janelle Hartman as much as I did. I have tinkered with supplements my whole life, and I thought I would share with you my short list of essential supplements. You may just find something there that helps you feel better and increase your vitality. I'm a big believer in getting things in my body that are anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, and I like things that help my pH stay alkaline. Disease thrives in an acidic pH, and since I have a sweet tooth and I love my coffee, it's important for me that I balance these acidic substances out with alkaline supplements. In an earlier conversation, Janelle mentioned how much she loves vitamin D as a supplement, and I completely agree. Especially in the winter months in the northern states, this helps offset the lack of sun. I also really like vitamin C year-round. It is a powerhouse of a vitamin. It helps fend off viruses and illnesses and has anti-cancer properties. I don't really like multivitamins, and after speaking with countless naturopathic doctors and nutritionists and health experts, I don't think they're really worth the money, at least not for me. Turmeric is unbelievable. I can't tell you how much better I feel since I started taking it. Uh, I would go out and get some today if I were you. It is revered in India for its anti-inflammatory and almost miraculous properties, turmeric. I also love spirulina tablets as an alkalizing agent. Naturopaths sometimes refer to it as a blood cleaner, so you know it's good. I also take full-spectrum CBD oil. I was experiencing some strange mouth and tongue pain, probably from some botched dental work I got earlier, who knows. I was battling it for over a year and it was really stressing me out. A week after I started taking CBD oil, it vanished and has never returned. So yeah, I'm sticking with full spectrum CBD from now on. My final recommendation might sound odd, but I started to take apple cider vinegar, an ounce or two in a glass of water. I do it about every other day. This seemed to have a drastic uptick in my vitality and health. It's also an alkalizing substance. So there you go. I hope you got some resources for this week and uh, we'll see you next week. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Basecamp for Men. Basecamp for Men.